This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles on everything you buy. Plus, get access to a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. Details at CapitalOne.com. Hey, everybody. Happy Friday. I'm Robin Hilton from NPR Music. It's May 19th, New Music Friday, the day of the week when most EPs and albums come out. Do a lot of listening, get together, come up with a list of the ones that we all agree need to be shared with you right now. This week, that group includes NPR Music's Ann Powers. Hey, Ann. Hello, Robin. Contributor, Serena Turos. Hey, Robin. And Radio Milwaukee's Tariq Moody. Howdy, Robin. We've got some pretty big releases this week. There's one from Kesha, a new record from Paul Simon, Sufjan Stevens, and more. But let's start with the rapper Amine and the DJ, producer, and rapper Keitranada. They've got a new project together that's out today called Keitramine. This is the song, Who He Is. Wildin', but I'm thinking I'm good. I'm sipping on my sauce, but I'm smoking it's good. They get me like I'm scared, but I'm misunderstood. These niggas think they know me, but they not from my hood. These hoes think they know me, but they wish that they did. And even all my niggas asking who she is. You know what I mean? They living where the coochie live. And if I wasn't me, they'd still be like, who he is? I'm a hot shot. It's a drop top. How you talking all that shit, but you not high? Adam never took a bite on like the laptop. Katramine, make a motherfucker's heart stop. Just pop the X, bitch, I feel like I'm Malcolm. When we drop, you other rappers know what's the outcome. We make heat shit, y'all make we shit. Katramine and this bitch smoking on your album. Wildin', but I'm thinking I'm good. I'm sipping on my sauce, but I'm smoking it's good. They get me like I'm scared, but I'm misunderstood. These niggas think they know me, but they not from my hood. These hoes think they know me, but they wish that they did. And even all my niggas asking who she is. You know what I mean, they live in where the coochie live And if I wasn't me, they'd still be like, who he is? Just give you some background, some people don't know who Mine is He's the son of an Ethiopian father and an Eritrean mother from Portland Keitranada is of Haitian and Canadian roots They're bringing the African diaspora together This is a this is an Afro-futuristic hip-hop record to me It blends music from all over the black diaspora into a party record I truly love it uh, it's meant to be bumped. It's unapologetically fun, joy, confident swagger. Two amazing black men showing joy and confidence. It's the perfect hip hop record for summer. West Side, man, that's just raw, futuristic. Amine jumps on with this rhythmic flow. I love his flow, his playful flow. And they're, they're these little vocal samples that reminds me that, hey, it sounds like they got a little bit of Migos on that track. Bitch, I'm back. Been all over the world, had to put me on a map. Ain't no meaning if there ain't no baby gap. Only rapper this rich that don't ever carry cash. Two extra, a mix car. Unlimited limits go by a Tesla. Niggas think it's sweet, but this ain't no pudding. I'm a smart guy and you all mark gooding. Westside, bitch, niggas shut up. We hot, but we cold motherfuckers. Left my commitment in the rubbers. My ex on the phone, so I hung up. I love about this album that Amine raps about getting with women, having sex with women, but in a way that's always, like, centering her pleasure, about her enjoying herself, you know. The woman is not just a video vixen. It's not about her body. It's not about making derogatory remarks. It's really about just having fun with each other. Smoking so much I can't breathe, got my lungs like... 
But you didn't think you didn't take that to be him talking about how awesome he is? Well, no, I do. It's awesome for a man to bring true pleasure to a woman. That is yeah. <laughs> what an awesome man, an awesome heterosexual man or bisexual man is. And I mean, Janelle Monet has brought us into the age of pleasure, right? I think one of the most important aspects of the current age of pleasure, and Serena, you're touching on this, is that it is decentered. It is feminized. It is queered. And I get that from this album as well. And it's musical as well as lyrical. Yeah. I have to flag some of my favorite lines on this album because mm-hmm. there are so many of them. But I think I think my favorites are when he plays off celebrity names, like on the cut we opened with, who he is, he, when they rhyme, Annie Lennox with I'm a Menace, or on Master P when they rhyme Kate Blanchett with Tax Bracket. But, <laughs> but by far... The best one is on the closing cut, K and A. Y'all can keep counting me out, I'm just gonna count my carrots. I put Halle Berry in my close friends. Why the fuck with all you niggas think I need me more friends? I don't like you rappers, I don't like you hoes. Bitch, I'm Calvin Klein, and you are Kenneth Cole. Yeah, y'all talking like we equals when we know you Schmeagles. You're all talking like we're equals when you know you're Schmeagles. <laughs> Which is obviously, you know, a reference to Gollum. Yes. Yep. The the corrupted punching bag of uh, the Lord of the Rings. Nobody wants to be Smeagol. Like the ultimate insult. Don't pretend we're equals. You know you're a Smeagol. Like that's, that is just genius. Amine and Keitranata together for the album Keitramine. That's out now on May 19th. We also want to flag a new album out today from Kesha. Kesha is back with Gag Order. This is the song Only Love Can Save Us Now. Tell a bitch I can't jump this evil Knievel. I'm about to run you down the church in the steeple. Been baptized in Hollywood and the cathedral. The power of Christ compels me, I'm a demon. Keep singing hallelujah, nothing can save us. Goddamn perfection in his image, he made us. Yeah, Jesus, take the wheel, I'm going through phases. The bitch that was, she did a grave desecrated. Can you believe it? Yeah, you know, I think most people know by now that Kesha has been locked in a record deal with her abuser, Dr. Luke, for many years. And this is another one that comes out on the label he founded, Kimosabi. But she is in control here. She's the executive producer. She's working with Rick Rubin. And I was just so struck about the way that this album defies all convention. It it pinballs all over the place in terms of production. She is mixing and matching cutting edge electronic production and acoustic songwriting. And the way that her voice works on this record, I think, is the most interesting aspect. You know, she's howling like on that chorus. She's rapping. She's producing it in a way that, in a way almost reminiscent of like a Greek chorus, the way that Lord or Florence Welch or even Christine and the Queens does, where she's panning her voice left and right to give you multiple perspectives on the main vocal. And this is really an album about 
the way that people perceive you and the way that you want to be perceived. Like, I really love this track, Fine Line. All the doctors and lawyers cut the tongue out of my mouth. I've been hiding my anger, but bitch, look at me now. I'm at the top of the mountain with a gun in my head. Am I bigger than Jesus or better off dead? There's a fine line between genius and crazy. There's a fine line between broken and breaking. Spend my whole life trying to change what they're saying about me. Sick of walking that fine line. Which feels like it could have been a Britney song written by Lana Del Rey. It's really indicting this industry of celebrity culture. Serena, what do you think of all the like the effects and the uses of like different voices? And I can't tell sometimes is she pitch shifting her own voice or is that sampling? Yeah, I think it's cool because I almost think of Kesha as maybe one of our very, very first hyperpop artists. Mm. And so I listened to a song like Peace and Quiet. I'm like, man, get Charlie XCX on the remix of this one. But it's post-postmodern. It has an EDM pre-chorus build and then muted Timbaland beats. And it does feel like a mashing up of her eras. And I do mm. think some of the best pop music we've gotten this decade so far is about, you know, remarking on celebrity, on fame, on eras, as Taylor Swift will remind us. <laughs> and so... I think this stands above a lot of those other pop records for me. It feels experimental. It doesn't feel like she's playing it safe at all. And it feels like she keeps all of the raw edges here. Yeah, I want to reiterate, like, you know how I feel about most pop records. And finally, this is a pop record that I love. I think it's Kesha's emotions in the vocals. I think, at least for me, most pop records out there, I feel there's no emotion in vocals. I feel it's Mm -hmm. sometimes superficial, even though maybe the lyrics are saying something. Well, flatten, like in the production, they'll flatten everything. Yeah. Yeah, but this is something different. It's taking a risk. It's really, I feel like Kesha's really being herself. I think this album is like a textbook example of what can happen in your art when you stop trying to serve others and be or be what you think others want you to be or to make the kind of music that you think others want you to make. You know, she said that this is the first album where she didn't start off by thinking, okay, what's what's the single going to be, right? What's the hit going to be? And I think, you know, maybe Tariq, one of the things you're reacting to when you listen to this is that this is such an honest, real take on yeah. her and her music. I actually think what's most fascinating about this album is that it is an incomplete statement. I've been thinking a lot about these women who spoke out in the wake of Me Too who were not completely heard. And Kesha is one of those women. And looking at those women, I think we have a much more complex and realistic view of where we're at around abuse, around the marginalization of certain people. And to me, the value of this record is not that she's speaking her truth, but that she is speaking as much as she can, and it ends up being fractured, fragmented, falling Mm. apart. That is, to me, what makes this record compelling. I think... You know, in this decade, we're so interested in seeing the imperfections. And I think that's what makes music uh, so compelling these days. And so to Anne's point of her telling her story, you can hear that in, in the music, too, because the production never overpowers her voice. And it's not always perfect. I think, you know, maybe my favorite song was Living in My Head, which is almost this like scratch vocal. Scared of everyone else anymore. 
sounds like it was recorded on an iPhone, and she doesn't always fully articulate each word, but you are getting this feeling that like somebody is fully expressing themselves. They're not watering it down for you. They're saying, I'm complicated. I have multiple ideas that exist within me, and if you didn't get it the first time, I'll, I'll say it again and again. Right on. Full expression is never perfect. Kesha, her album that we're all loving out today is called Gag Order. All right, another big release out now comes from the one and only Paul Simon, back with his first new album in five years. It's called Seven Psalms. This is an album that's presented as one long track, about a half hour long, but there are distinct songs within the one long track, and this one is called Love is Like a Braid. Love is like a braid, some say, and I... I don't disbelieve it Calvary shells Fine combs made of jade To ornament and weave it I lived a life of pleasant sorrows Until the real deal So we didn't expect another album from Paul Simon. He's 81. And and what was it, Robin, in 2018 that he told our friend Bob Boylan that he would no longer be making music? Well, uh, he sucked it out for a while. But then on a night in January in 2019, he had a dream. And he awoke from this dream. And he knew he had to write some kind of piece of music based around the Psalms. And then he continued to wake up between 3 and 5 in the morning. And that's when he would work and write this album, which I think you can hear. You can definitely hear it as a kind of a dark night of the soul album or a a revelation at dawn. It's like he just sat down and unspooled these thoughts, you know, like spontaneously and, and improvised. Yes. I mean, the themes are perhaps not unexpected for for an elder. Themes of his own aging, seeking forgiveness, expressing vulnerability. But also, you know, he opens it up as well to think about what is this world that he's he may one day. I shouldn't say. Oh, he will. He will. <laughs> okay, I can I'm accept. Sorry. We all. That's a fact. He will. As we all do, that behind. he is leaving behind. You were you were talking about Robin, that he's looking at the world and particularly the theme of migration and and immigration mm-hmm. is is strongly on this album. I would say he also really focuses on the lack of any kind of harmony. Yeah. In the world, all the anger and outrage. Some of it entirely justified, some of it overblown, but how, how it's all just tearing us apart. There's this song called The Lord that he revisits throughout the record. Here's a little bit of The, of the Lord the second time he, he comes to it. COVID virus is the Lord. The Lord is the ocean rising. The Lord is a terrible swift sword. The simple truth surviving. And he rattles off what the Lord is, and none of them are salvation. Right. He says basically the Lord is the hard realities 
and the hard truths that a lot of us would rather not face. It's the virus, it's global warming, it's war and violence, it's just the struggle for survival. I hear this as a very Jewish record. I mean, the concept is based on the Psalms, of course, but the musical quality reminds me of Kiddush or Jewish prayer. And, you know, that attitude that you expressed, Robin, <laughs> that kind of like, I, it's not despairing. This is a very Jewish attitude. Like, we face affliction. We survive. It, you know, it kind of reminded me a little bit of, of listening to Leonard Cohen's last work, You Want It Darker, uh, you know, that kind of sense of, of grappling with God at, at an elderly age and not quite squaring and not quite forgiving yet the way that they have shaped the world. I was reading this morning a little clip of an interview that Martin Scorsese just did and I think he's also in his 80s now and maybe working faster than ever and kind of you know this grief that he was expressing that things are clearer now to him than they ever have been and yet he is grappling with this idea that he is running out of time. Mm -hmm. And some of the most profound work comes out of that feeling. And I, I hear it here, too, of, of Paul Simon kind of wrestling with this idea of, of what comes after. I really liked the song Trail of Volcanoes. Now those old roads are a trail of volcanoes Exploding with refugees And he sings, it seems to me we're all walking down the same road to wherever it ends. And I feel like there is a lot of compassion in this record for, for people and the, and the trials they go through. Yeah, no, Serena, I'd love to quote just the first little bit of lyrics from the last song on the record, Wait, because it's exactly what you're talking about. He says, wait, I'm not ready. I'm just packing my gear. Wait, my hand's steady. My mind is still clear. And it's like, man, if your heart doesn't break and ache when you hear him singing that, oh, it's really powerful. I'm sorry, I'm getting really emotional. I know. Just the simple word, wait. Mm, I know. Mm. Just wait. I'm not ready yet. Uh, a record that we could spend the next hour or more talking about, probably will talk a lot more this year. Paul Simon's new album, Seven Psalms. It's out now on May 19th, along with several others that we want to highlight for you this week. But first, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture X Card. When you book through Capital One Travel using the Venture X Card, you earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars and 5x miles on flights, and you earn unlimited 2x miles on all other purchases. Plus, receive a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. The Venture X Card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. This message comes from NPR sponsor BritBox, helping people discover a world of British TV, including new original drama Time, starring Jodie Whittaker, Tamara Lawrence, and Bella Ramsey. Streaming at BritBox.com NPR. On Wildcard, the new podcast from NPR, you'll hear people like comedian Jenny Slate reflect on their lives. What is something you think about very differently today than you did 10 years ago? Dressing. Like, not salad dressing. I've always loved it and I'll never stop. <laughs> dressing my body. That's all part of the new game show, Wildcard, only from NPR. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. 
On Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, we have very important people on our show and then ask them about very unimportant things. Here's U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen. Uh, We are also reliably informed that among your enthusiasms, in addition to macroeconomic policy, is mobile games. Uh, There is some truth in that. There's some truth in that. Join us for the NPR podcast that considers all the other things. That's Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. It's New Music Friday from NPR. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with Ann Powers, Serena Turos, and Tariq Moody. And we're looking at what we've collectively agreed are some of the best albums out now on May 19th. We start the second half of the show off with the singer Hannah Jadagu. Her new album out today is called Aperture. This is the song, What You Did. Anna Jadagu signed to Sub Pop with her debut EP, What's Going On, straight out of high school. And then fast forward to her age of, uh, ripe age of 20 and a college student. She worked on this album. Now she's a sophomore in New York. She grew up in Texas to parents of Zimbabweans. Got exposed to music from Lil Wayne and Nicki Minaj. A lot of young money artists thanks to her parents. But it was her sister that got her into the indie music scene. There's an even track dedicated to uh, her sister, and we'll get into that later. But this album was very nostalgic for me, sonically, for my late high school and college years. Like, I was in drama club, getting to learn about R.E.M. and go up in Atlanta, get the whole Athens scene, and getting to college at Howard, finding other black students in the indie scene. But lyrically, it's for me in the moment. I always felt like I was a late blossom. She calls it it's kind of a coming of age album, but I feel like, yes, I'm turning 50. It's, I feel like I'm coming of age. It was very personal for me, sonically and lyrically. Yeah, you know, I don't think you ever grow up once. I feel like you grow up over and over and over again, which I really loved about, yeah, the, the thematic element of this record. And I think the song you were talking about that she dedicated to her sister, Admit It. Which I loved too because it has this great sort of off-kilter like synth sound. It's jumping all up and down the scale. And it also reminded me of another great growing up record, which was Lord's Melodrama. Mm. You know, that the sound of that synth is very like hard feelings breakdown. <laughs> okay, which... okay, I have to interrupt. 
Is there Go anything ahead. that doesn't remind you of Lord's Melodrama? <laughs> no, not really. Yeah. I, I know I, how I, much I had you to love smile, that. Serena. Love that right I know, I, all the conversations we've had about Lord. <laughs> I've got a whole and playlist of songs yeah. that remind me of Lord. So you know, listen to this record. Like I think a lot of people, multi generous people, can feel the same way she does lyrically through this whole entire album. But sonically, one of my favorite tracks is Warning Sign. I sat there like, I went back 20 seconds. I kept playing it mm-hmm. over and over the first 30 seconds when those drums come in. Like, I was just like, these drums are so dope. Um, <laughs> like, that. These drums are so dope. It was, I mean, it's just, it reminded me of being this weird black kid that liked rap, but going to a high school mostly white, like an R.E.M., and... And then my parents are like, what's wrong with you? My cousin's like, what 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 are you what are you listening to? <laughs> right? Until I got to Howard people, I found people who would embrace that. This album just was like my childhood and my present at the same time. Hannah Jadagu is the artist. Her new album out now on May 19th is called Aperture. All right, one more before we do a quick lightning round. It's a new one from Sufjan Stevens, along with the pianists Timo Andres and Connor Hannock. The album is called Reflections. This is the song Reflection, and that's reflex, like with an X, Reflection. So, you know, Sufjan Stevens, one of our most beloved enigmatic singer-songwriters, but also <laughs> a multidisciplinary artist who's worked in many different styles, made ambient records, made these maximalist electronic works, and also composed for ballet, commissioned by the Houston Ballet. Here's what choreographer Justin Peck had to say about this work. He called it a bit of a love letter to the classical form. It has a team energy. It feels like we're blazing a trail to a place we haven't been before. Yeah, I think that's perfect because I think Sufjan said, quote, I'm always thinking about bodies moving through space when I'm writing for a ballet. Right. And that is what has informed this music first and foremost, you know, end quote. I, I mean, I love, love, love dance and, and ballet. And he is a bit of an idiosyncratic composer, I think, because he, I think he said he learned piano by ear. So he's not really all that interested in in convention. I feel like the the way he writes, it doesn't follow the sort of historical record.
I mean, there are some real fireworks on this record, I, and it made me wonder if Sufjan himself can, my God, if he can play this or if he just wrote it for these, these pianists. Uh, we should acknowledge, you know, that there are legions of Sufjan Stevens fans who think, a new Sufjan Stevens uh, record, oh my God. Yeah. And, I, you know, this is not going to be what a lot of people might hope it is. You know, and, and I'm sure that they would love more than anything in the world, myself included, would love nothing more than to get a new album of sung pieces, a studio album from him. But this this album, Reflections, is very much in dialogue with all of his other studio work that he's done. You know, it, it's polyrhythmic. Yep. It's incredibly intricate and syncopated. It's, yep. you know, it's got these complicated melodic runs. And, you know, it's also, as you say, Anne, just very grand at times and dramatic and florid and all of these things are hallmarks of his singer-songwriter work. Yeah. My favorite piece is Nemesine. It's named after the Greek goddess of memory, and the performances on this piece are so sublime. Like, every note is just so perfectly articulated, mm-hmm. and, and, and it's this almost breathless run of notes that are constantly weaving in and out of each other. It's just incredible. Sufjan Stevens with the pianists, Timo Andrus and Connor Hannock. The album is called Reflections. It's another packed release week, which means... There were way more great albums out today than we could fit in a single show. So before we wrap up, let's take that minute to flag some of our personal favorites out today. Tariq, we'll start with you. My lightning round pick is Summer Walker's Clear 2, Soft Life. The EP, the follow-up to her 2019 EP, Clear, what was just four tracks. This one has nine tracks with a guest feature by a young man by the name of Childish Gambino with production <laughs> from Solange, Steve Lacey, and John Kirby. Uh, there's no singles released, but you can get a little taste of one of those tracks called Pull Up on Robin's favorite social media platform, TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Pull up and let the sea back, yeah. Pull up, pull up on me and let the sea so that's my lightning <laughs> round pick serena yeah my pick this week is from the artist alex Leahy and her new album the answer is always yes everyone's a bit fucked up but they think they're okay especially when they're out of their houses today forgotten how to talk but never shut up i want a good time not a long time let's get the hell out come on So this is an Australian rock artist who first came to my attention covering My Chemical Romance in 2019. And, you know, this sounds a bit different than My Chemical Romance. My friends know that I currently cannot shut up about Sheryl Crow. And that sparkle is all over the song Good Time. And it's just so funny. She has a great sense of humor and it has a very Robin Hilton-esque message to it, which is life is absurd and you just have to laugh. Cosine. Anne. 
Well, my pick of the week is the self-titled fourth album from the singer-songwriter Brandy Clark. Tell her you don't love her even if it's a lie. Make it sound true. Break that spell she's under even if it feels me. Do what you gotta do. Don't leave a doubt. Don't break her fall. Don't see her out. Don't tell her you'll call. Tell her you don't love her. If you ever loved her at all. I'll highlight one song called Tell Her You Don't Love Her, which features Lucius. And I think, man, this is just... Who of us hasn't had that friend who really needed to get over a bad companion? Who hasn't been that person who needed to get over (laughs) that Exactly, exactly. And this is just the perfect plea to that that bad companion to, like, say goodbye. Say goodbye already because I can't take another night on the couch with my friend crying. Just a beautiful song. So Brandy Clark by Brandy Clark. All right, Serena, to your point, rock is not dead. In fact, it's never been more interesting. (laughs) (laughs) I have to mention the new album from Sir Chloe that's out today. It's called I Am the Dog. So Chloe is a group that originally formed in Vermont, fronted by Dana Foote. And this album, I Am The Dog, it was produced by John Congleton. And there's just so much fabulous tension in it. It really wired my brain in, in ways that I love when I was listening to it. It's kind of like the rush you get when you're watching like a really intense, suspenseful movie, you know, or, I mean, I hate roller coasters, but that kind of rush, you know, it just basically made, I felt like I was gripping my chair the whole time I was listening to it. And it's not because it's all noise and chaos and that kind of tension. There's tension in quiet moments, too. You know, it gets woozy and dark and, and weird. It's basically everything I ever ask of, of brilliant music. I Am The Dog from Sir Chloe. And that'll do it for this week's New Music Friday. My thanks to Ann Powers, Serena Turos, Tariq Moody. Thanks, everybody. Always a pleasure. Thank, Thank you, you Robin. If you want to go back and see a complete list of everything that we played on the show, you'll find it in the description of this episode in your podcast feed. You can also hear full versions of all the songs we featured, along with a whole bunch of singles that came out this week in our expanded New Music Friday playlists. Just search for NPR in Spotify or Apple Music. And be sure to sign up for our newsletter to keep up with the latest Tiny Desks, playlists, features, and more. We only send it out once a week on Saturdays, and you'll find it at npr.org slash music newsletter. All one word, music newsletter. And for NPR Music and All Songs Considered, I'm Robin Hilton. I hope you have a great weekend. Be well and treat yourself to lots of music.
This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles on everything you buy. Plus, get access to a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. Details at CapitalOne.com. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Stearns & Foster. Every Stearns & Foster mattress is handcrafted for irresistible comfort with indulgent memory foam and ultra-conforming IntelliCoils for your most comfortable sleep. Learn more at StearnsAndFoster.com. When the economic news gets to be a bit much... Listen to The Indicator from Planet Money. We're here for you, like your friends, trying to figure out all the most confusing parts. One story, one idea, every day. All in 10 minutes or less. The Indicator from Planet Money, your friendly economic sidekick. From NPR.